All right, all right, all right. That's uh, Dire Straits, Money Ain't For Nothing, Rebs For Free, bringing you into yet another, <laughs> bringing you into another Hash Sports podcast with Mac himself. What's going on, BMAC? Uh, not too much. I mean, I, I have been dreaming since I was a kid of coming into the ninth inning with the game on the line, hearing Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, come on. And as soon as that guitar comes in, I just kick open the door. <laughs> Fireworks go off everywhere. Chicks are throwing their bras onto the field. That is my dream. Man. And now that you started off like that, it just shows how far my dream has dwindled. Oh, and man. I'm starting it with, my, with a podcast now. I don't care what my athletic talent is. If I'm in the pen warming up in the ninth, and that song comes on, I am striking out the side. I'm going to reach down deep into whatever God-given strength I have and hit upper 90s and K the side. No, no questions asked. Give me Mantle, Maze, and Griffey in their prime. One, two, three. Give me fucking Murderer's Row. They don't stand, <laughs> they don't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You know, so wanted to get into a little topic here that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts here uh as i just finished up an adult league softball game there not sure if you're involved in it if any uh extracurricular sport activities over there but adult league softball has got to be the most frustrating sport on the face of the planet see you strike me you strike me as the kind of guy who doesn't matter what age or what point in your life how low you are how high you are you are bringing the fucking noise in adult league softball. That's the kind of guy you strike me as. Put him at third, put him at the hot corner, bat him third, bat him clean up. The kid's going to come through. Is that just me speculating, or what do you think? I think speculation's right on the money. Uh, I'm not out there to lose, but I'm out there to have a good time. And the Charos, Los Charos, uh, nice homage to Kenny Powers, are now 2-4 and four on the season, and we just can't seem to put the ball where they ain't. Yeah. You know, the... Um, and it's really starting to strike here when... Yes? I mean, it's you're like me, dude. you got a competitive soul. And, like, when you see some little guy, some guy who works in accounting batting seventh, showing up, not really giving a fuck, it's going to piss you off at some point. I mean, I don't care. You're two and four. Come on, guy. You're, you're better than that. The bigger problem is some guy in accounting showing up, batting seventh for the other team, and roping a double into right center when the guy doesn't have any business playing the game. And I'm over here hitting choppers to third, trying to bust my ass down the first baseline, blowing out every muscle in each one of my legs. (laughs) And then we go down by two runs, and I'm walking home a loser again. (laughs) Now, from the looks of it, I can see the, uh, obviously in the background, the Braves uh, World Series poster, which is a gem. But are you, uh, looks like you're in an ice bath. How was muscles treating you, kid? Uh, no ice bath tonight. Um, I'm trying to just, you know, take a breather in the whirlpool, maybe order some room service, call it a night, let the young guns go out and party. Uh, but that's just not me. Nope, nope. What could have been, BMAC? What could have been? What could have been is exactly what turned out, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you got pretty much what was coming to you. You know, whatever. You got a fair shake. Yeah, you know. 
I think I did everything I could with it. Oh man! So anyway, dude, let's uh, let's get into the NBA playoffs. So let's just go right to our hometowns, uh, Boston versus Atlanta. Um, you know, kind of a gross game. I feel like Boston always plays Atlanta in the playoffs. Doesn't matter what year. It doesn't matter if there's one thing I can bet on. It's that the Celtics will play the Hawks at some point in the NBA playoffs. I don't know when the last time we didn't play the Celtics in the playoffs. I don't know when the last time that took place. We played them every year since the eighties. We've been playing them in the playoffs since the eighties. Every year. My my yeah. best my best memory is um I don't know, maybe like circa oh nine in Atlanta, Pierce. Paulie, the truth, going down the sideline, hits a fadeaway three to ice the game, then fla- oh flashes the blood sign in front of the Hawks bench. <laughs> in front of the Hawks bench, gets gets fined a smooth seventy five k. You know, uh, Hawks fans, Atlanta fans in general, have the stigma of not really caring. You come down here and you mention Paul fucking Pierce, and you might just get your ass kicked. That man goes to the Wizards. What is he? 40 years old, he goes to the Wizards last year, gets the ball with no time left. It's his shot on the line. It's not even his team. The guy's barely been in the game. It's John Wall's team. This guy walks onto the court, ball gets into his hands with about two seconds left, and he takes the shot, and you just know it's going to go in. It's going in. No one's going in. I barely hit the net. Jade, game over. Paul Pierce fucking does it again against us. I hate Paul Pierce. They call him the truth. Yeah, the truth for fucking sitting in that wheelchair and going off the sideline and running back in two minutes later like he's fine. Yep. An asshole. Yep. So anyway, I um I caught I was at I was getting pretty tanked um Saturday during that game, um, as I tend to do. And it seems like the Celtics were just down big the whole game. And I was like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for the comeback, and they eventually cut it within five, but I mean, ew. They that gross game by the Celtics, they ended up losing, they ended up Losing one of their best players, Avery Bradley, with a hand with a hammy. Um, I don't know how he might be out for the series, so we might be fucked before it even started. I think the biggest indicator of where this series is going is the Celtics warm up shirts, which everybody's warm up shirts now have some saying on it that's always repping or some dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, always shit like I don't remember what that was. that was for like the NCAA tournament or something, but it's always just something. And theirs this year is we are all one superstar. Which is the indicator of you have no superstars. Is that? Which is the entire series because there isn't a superstar on the court. Al Horford's a great player. He's not a superstar. But he's not a superstar. Nobody's a superstar. There's like eight superstars in the league. And six of them play on the same fucking team. Wait, are, um, are, are all the teams wearing that shirt or is that just the Celtics thing? I don't know. It might be all the teams. Because I feel like LeBron... That doesn't make, it, that doesn't make any sense if the... Cavs are wearing that shirt. I feel like LeBron, in his contract, there's a clause where he wouldn't wear that shirt. Yeah, he wouldn't wear that shirt. He wouldn't put it on because, you know, and back in the day, I don't think they would have put that shirt on because Delonte West and Anderson Anderson Barajow would have been like, ah, yeah, no, we're not all one superstar. He is the superstar. (laughs) He's the whole fucking team. Yeah, he's a superstar, and I get it. Check the pay stub. So, so yeah, um... How do you feel about that series? I mean, I know it's. I mean, first of all, I'm pretty sure there was more Boston Celtics fans in the crowd than Atlanta fans, which goes to our point last week that Atlanta fans are just pathetic, um, and, and that and that is what it is. I wish I could defend. I wish I could defend it. I wish I could. Last week or this weekend, 
Saturday night, Phillips Arena is not sold out. UGA has their spring football game, which is an exhibition between the one team, between the offense and the defense. They sold out 93,000 seats. So that's pretty much how it goes down here. Unbelievable. And now you wonder how the fucking Atlanta lost the, the Thrashers. There you go. Point in case. I don't wonder how they lost the Thrashers at all. I get it. <laughs> Winnipeg probably has, you know, a tenth of the, the population and probably 150% better attendance at the games. Yeah, no question. So I guess um, in, in other NBA news, this, this just happened about five minutes ago. Uh, BVD's Oklahoma City Thunder go down to the likes of uh, the German Big Dick Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. Can you? No, because, A, I think nobody has ever given Dirk his due course as one of the best basketball players of all time. Yeah, I agree. I saw that he's, like, climbing up the numbers for, like, points scored all time. He's in, like, the top ten. He's seven foot. Remember when he just, he just won a championship, like, on his own over there? Oh, yeah. When he hits, he hits that, like, he can be literally, like, perpendicular to the ground, lying down, and that shot's going in nine times out of ten, maybe even ten times out of ten. I love Dirk. He is so Dirk and Nash. When can we go back to that? Oh, my God, dude. Those were the fucking days. I wouldn't mind a, an Uncle Drew-style commercial where Dirk and Steve Nash just walked onto a random court, walked onto Rucker Park, and just started balling it up. <laughs> like, who is this tall, old German? Oh, <laughs> who is this guy? What the hell is Dolph Lundgren out here doing Turn around fadeaways from 16? <laughs> oh, so yeah, that just happened. And, you know, it's the first round of the NBA playoffs, which seemingly go for the next five months, it seems like. So we don't really give a shit about that. Um, I guess we can touch on Van Gundy gets fined 25 grand for openly complaining about the officiating and, you know, I didn't watch that game, so I don't really know what happened. But um, Van Gundy getting fined for arguing that the refs were bad is about on par with Josh Gordon failing another fucking drug test. Yep, yep. Should not should not surprise anyone out there. And and check, check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but Van Gundy just reminds me of some fat, alcoholic, sweaty guy just pouring his heart and soul, screaming at the top of his, of his lungs until he has nothing left. And just leaving it all out there. I I would put 20 bucks on it that I bought a pound of Polish sausages from somebody in the Van Gundy family, maybe his twin brother, not a week ago. 100%. 100%, dude. The guy, I can't believe the guy's not back there just wrapping up some meat, cutting off back straps. Yeah. I mean, that's in another life. Maybe in this life, that's what he does. I wouldn't be surprised. No, not at all. Anyway, what else we got in the NBA? Uh, the NBA, Steph Curry got a, he rolled a little bit of an ankle there. He did. And, uh, I don't know if, how severe it is or whatever. Either way, I think they're going to dismantle the Rockets because they're, the Rockets are garbage. I mean, James Harden is a stud. Dwight Howard used to be a stud. But James Harden plays almost the same amount of defense as I do in the NBA. Which is zero. Which is zero, but and the Rockets or the Warriors are—it's Steph Curry and 
Clay Thompson, who really Clay Thompson's good enough to lead that team past the Rockets. Yeah, I mean they were up thirty points like throughout the whole game. I mean, I wouldn't even. I would just sit. Like, I know it's an ankle; it's questionable, and he's probably gonna play. But why even bother? Sit him. They can play their fucking second stringers and still work the Rockets. No, no, there's not a question in my mind. No, and that's the only thing is Curry's had a bunch of ankle injuries in the past. He hasn't had any for the past like three years. But early on in his career, that was the biggest problem is he couldn't stay healthy because of those ankles. And you know, he's a, he's a fragile little guy. There, he's uh, he's kind of small, little slithery. Yep, he is. He yeah, he's. He's skinny. He's small. So those things happen. Those kind. But I think I don't know. I think he'll be all right. I think it's just the media making a bunch of noise out of nothing. Honestly, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, and he's going to score thirty-three points a game. And they're probably going to they're going to walk to the Western Conference Finals, play the Spurs, and then they're going to play the Cavs, and then that's going to be the NBA Finals. And what do you know? And what do you know? The Hawks and Celtics are sitting home again. Why even, why even, first of all, why even play the first round of the NBA playoffs? Second of all, the Eastern Conference is such a joke. It's, it, it's a, what a, what are the Heat good? Uh, are they? How? As D-Wade. The, Heat, the Raptors? Is D-Wade, Kurt Gibson, two bad knees out there? What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I think we could go every podcast with sneaking that in somewhere. No, we... Just we, to make sure we get a Vince Scully throw up. Oh, my God, dude. Vince Scully, God, fucking a legend. So, um, uh, I think you pencil in Golden State versus um, the Spurs. I think you pencil in the Cavs versus whoever the fuck, you know, <laughs> finds their way there. Versus whoever doesn't get hurt and wins eight games. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I think that's, uh, that's enough about... I don't care about basketball until it gets to the championship series, honestly. I mean, I'm a basketball guy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Celtics fan. You know, when they're well, – I mean, they're good this year. They're building a dynasty. But I, let's get real. I could really give a shit. I mean, they're playing the Hawks, so I guess we got a little uh, hometown pride. I'm just not in, – in five years, in three years, maybe next year, I am not going to remember who the Cavs played in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, honestly, I'd rather watch, um, you know – Game 10 of a 162-game MLB uh, regular season game than the playoffs of basketball, if, I'm, if we're being real. The first round of playoffs of basketball is, like, the biggest waste of time I've ever seen. Yeah. Sure, the eight seed has won, like, twice. But other than that, I don't really care because the best teams always seem to go to the conference finals and then somebody wins a championship and... The world keeps on spinning, and I'm nowhere closer to a championship. Nope. Nope. But anyway, in, in bigger Atlanta news, I mean, who gives a shit about the, the Hawks and the playoffs? Let's talk about how I have to pay up on a wager I owe you. Yeah, I believe it is marked down on the record as you owe me $5 as the Braves swept the Marlins and made it to three wins by our next podcast, which was technically supposed to be tomorrow night, but is tonight. Either way, three dubs for the Braves didn't look good once throughout the entire series, but what do you know? We walked away with three dubs because the Marlins are once again trash. You actually had um, you had two days to spare. I gave you till Wednesday, so you you made it with plenty of fucking time to spare. I'll bet you another ten bucks that we have three wins the next time we talk. Ooh, I don't get those deep pockets. I'm not getting paid for uh for this yet. But uh, all right, make, <laughs> give give me four. Will you take four wins or no? Four. Four wins. I mean, I'll give you. I'll give you a week. 
I'll give, week. I'll give you till next Monday. Four total wins. Four more wins. Oh, no, I'm saying four total wins. We're about oh. to go on another slide here. I mean, dude, they're playing dog shit teams. So they're, bound, they're bound to back ass words into a fucking couple wins here. I mean, come on. Are the dog shit team. That's true. Yeah, that's we're true. The team, we are the team. The other teams look on the schedule and go, all right, we're playing the Braves. There's two out of three minimum. Yep. Um, are you still sticking to your guns that uh, Nick Marcakis is the superstar? Speak, speaking, of, speaking of shirts that say, uh, what, what was it again? <laughs> there is no one superstar. The fucking we are all one superstar. The Braves should have shirts that say we are all just mediocre pieces of shit. We are all one average player. <laughs> hey, Nick Marcakis is leading the either National League or the majors in doubles. Wow. For those who will never remember that stat, there you go. And I remember it because I was watching it, and they said it, and I almost fucking fainted. And by the way, the Nick Marcakis ethnicity issue got a lot of buzz around our group text last week. Got a lot of buzz, and, and you know what? I don't. I still don't know what he is. Greek was thrown out. Greek. Of him. I, think I think that's the, the best. I think the consensus was Greek, and I don't know enough to say no. <laughs> but I'm still going Dominican. But whatever, we'll, we'll go Greek for now. You know, yeah, you know, to each his own. Maybe he's Dominican, maybe he's Greek. Uh, I think the Greeks sailed over there and may have uh, held a share in the Dominican. And maybe the Marcakis family sort of got started that way. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, we'll go with Greek. We'll give him Greek. So, Braves sweep the Marlins. Big news in Atlanta. So, the world isn't burning for now. I mean, it still is in Atlanta. But, um, so, today's Patriots Day and um, Boston Marathon. Big, big news out of Boston. And I think I want to touch on my boy Clay Buckles, who um who pitched a gem. I mean, it's a big day on the calendar. Who's going to get the ball? They give it to Buckles. The guy goes seven scoreless. And John Farrell, fucking this guy. I think he, they're saying he might be in the hot seat. John Farrell? I mean, dude, he gave the – I mean, he's got Tazawa in the pen, who's a stud. But he gives the ball to Koji, who, you know – Gives up a hit, then walks the bases loaded, and they bring in your boy, my boy, Craig Kimbrell, who does what he does and mows people down. But he ended up walking in a run and then gave up a two-run single to Russell Martin. They end up losing 4-3, so kind of pissed on our parade a little bit. But I don't know. Yeah, I saw some headlines, man, uh, talking shit about John Farrell's coaching decisions. And, I mean – it's early. Let's get real. I, I think it's all just a lot of stupid buzz. It's early and it's baseball. Baseball is, if you're a baseball coach or a manager, there's a reason they're called managers because it's more about managing a clubhouse than it is making decisions late in the game to where, what's the difference? Do you leave Pedro in back in 04 or 03, <laughs> whenever it was? I mean, he's Pedro. The guy was the best pitcher. He won a Cy Young every year for like four straight years. You know what? Maybe, yeah, I do leave him in. Next thing you know, who is it? Jimmy Williams gets canned. Grady Little. Great, Grady Little. Great, remember Grady Little had a yeah. Like people like Grady Little went from like he was the villain in Boston. Like, and you know what? You leave Pedro in because if you know it's, it's Pedro it's, Martinez. It's Pedro Martinez. You leave him in. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like that's the thing is, it's just no matter what the uh, that's like every every year. Freddie Gonzalez just gets crucified when one of our bullpen arms, like, gives up a run. It's like, well, why did you take out the starting pitcher? He was only at 96 pitches. And it's like, you know what? Because 
Eric O'Flaherty and Johnny Venters <laughs> shut down every single guy for the last two weeks, and then they gave up a run this week. It's baseball. It's 162 games. It's going to happen. It didn't happen because Freddie Gonzalez put him in. It happened because he left a sinker up. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how do baseball managers even lose their job? What do they do? All right, you're going to pinch run because you're fast and it's late in the game. Um, I'm going to play matchups lefty-lefty. But you got to be a real big piece of shit and have, like, ten consecutive losing seasons to get canned as a baseball coach. Yeah, I mean, like, you get canned as a baseball coach when, like, players come up and they're like, this guy's kind of a tool. Yep. Uh, can we get rid of him? Well, I guess when I guess when you lose the clubhouse like Francona did and had Josh Beckett and the rest of the starting rotation eating fried chicken and drinking beer and playing video games in the middle of the game – that might raise some questions, but other than yeah, that... that's, you know, I don't even have that big of a problem with that, because Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, uh, back in the 90s, used to go out every day and play golf when they weren't pitching. Yeah. Every single day, they would go out, and they would play, they would have, since there's five pitchers in a rotation, somebody starting, the other four, force them. And they would play golf <laughs> every single day that they weren't on. And so I remember that story came out that Josh Beck like hurt his shoulder playing golf. And they were like, should they let pitchers play golf? And it's like, they don't have anything to do. They work 35 days a year. Yeah, like, I mean, if you think that John Smoltz wasn't a six-pack of bush light deep, blue yummies, as my boy Frank calls them, every time he came in in the ninth, you're fucking out of your mind. Look, I mean, that's just the way it was in the in the... 90s that we grew up in, you know what I mean? Yep. Juicing up, drinking beers in the clubhouse, plugging fat wads, and nowadays... Oh my god, nowadays you're fucking frowned upon if you're packing a dip. I open up my Yahoo my Yahoo fantasy team and all I see is, ooh, chewing tobacco. Like, it's chewing tobacco. It's like you have the baseball glove, the bat, the ball, and a can of dip. It's part of the game. It's baseball. It's a boring sport. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this is like, stop talking about baseball. But you know what? I love it, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't give a shit, okay? I'm going to pack my chew, and I'm going to talk baseball for as long as I goddamn please. Yeah, that's how that's how this is going to work. Mm. So that being said, we'll move on to football. <laughs> so that, that's a great segue into the NFL draft here. Yeah. Uh, which is coming up uh, April 28th, I believe, is the big day, uh, mm. which puts us at... Uh, ten days from now. Ooh, and you, you uh, saw next this Thursday night. Next Thursday night, mark the calendar. So you saw that. Uh, I'm a. I live in Nashville, obviously. You saw that blockbuster the Titans trail and Rams had, did you? Dude, the Titans and the Rams trading up. The the Rams gave up the franchise. I love it. I love it, uh, I love it if I'm a Titans fan. The, the Tennessee Titans get the Rams' first-round pick this year, two second-round picks in 2016, a third-round pick in 2016, a first-round pick next year, and another third-round pick next year. Are you St. Louis? Are you kidding me? Are they betting all this on Carson Wentz? First of all, it is now the L.A. Rams. Oh, excuse me. They're already doing that. <laughs> they're they're starting they're starting good. They didn't take a note. They didn't take a page out of fucking the Redskins book. No, they were quick too. The owner was like, "I think we're going to L.A." And then the next year, he was like, "We're probably going to L.A." And then at the end of this year, they're like, "We're going to L.A." I, I, that guy's a douchebag. First of all, second of all, I am so against trading like those big ass blockbusters to get a, a franchise quarterback because yeah, they work out every once in a while. But I mean, come on. You're going to find a guy in the third, fourth, 
uh, hello, Tom Brady, 199th overall pick. You know, you don't need a first. Quarterback is the biggest crapshoot in the draft. Like, I get get the Falcons traded, you know, five picks for Julio. But you knew Julio was, there was no no doubt. He could have came out of high school and did the same thing. Yeah, he was fine. The guy was already ready to play. And like you said, Tom Brady, I mean, who are the two, who are the two best quarterbacks in the last 20 years? Exactly. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Yep. Remember they drafted first overall and 199th. Exactly. So you, you don't, you never know. Russell Wilson, third round pick. Robert Griffin, first round pick. Mm-hmm. Or, it was like second or third overall. Exactly. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck just picked one pick ahead of him. Yep. That's and the difference. So. And Andrew Luck had a, Andrew Luck had a, sh- like, I mean, the book. What happened to him? Yeah. Go what? Win, win 10 games. What are you doing? Well, what are you doing? The Texans are going to beat you in the division? Are you fucking kidding me? Texans? The, the Texans, the Jags, and the Titans, that's the division? I'm pretty sure the SEC West would beat that division. Oh, man, I love just throwing that conversation up to, like, some Big Ten fans. I love like, it. I think the SEC West, I think, like, an SEC West, like, like all-conference like, all team might be able to take, like, an NFL team. Or maybe that Alabama team might compete with an NFL team and just watching them just seethe. Dude, I mean... Call me naive or call me stupid. If you took an all-SEC team and they played, I don't know, the Jags of like five years ago, I'm going to put money that they win that game. Go back and look at the uh, – uh, go back in the Hashports ar- archive on there. We put together an all-conference team in the NFL right now. We did. The SEC would straight wax anybody with their best players on the field. Yeah. Cam Newton, Julio, A.J. Green – Odell Beckham. Pick a run- <laughs> pick an Alabama running back. <laughs> yeah, pick an Alabama running back. It's half the league now. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, I guess the only they thing... Got another, they, got, they got another one. Did you see this guy, Bo Scarborough? Of course I, of course they did. How could you miss him? He's 6'4", 240. <laughs> I, I think they just like, took a clone of Derrick Henry, and then there he is, Bo Scarborough. Where do they find these guys? Trent Richardson... Was benching like four hundred and fifty pounds at a high school. Where, where do they where do they grow these? What lab does Alabama have where they grow these? Kids? There's just a pipeline right to Alabama. Oh, you're a six three, two hundred thirty pound monster. You're going to be an Alabama running back. Yeah. Welcome to the SEC. Here is your invitation to New York. Your sophomore slash junior year. You're going to you're going to city. You're going to play behind another All American for a year. Get a bunch of carries. Have a huge year. Next year, carry the team. A.K.A. Derrick Henry getting the ball 45 times a game. And then there you go. I hate that team. I hate, uh, fuck Alabama, dude. God. I mean, maybe I'm just jealous, but fuck them. You know what? It doesn't matter because the Rebels are pumping draft players, or dra- uh, draft picks into the league this year. Tunzel, successful Quan. Shout out to Quan. What up, Quan, my boy? Uh, Big Bob, Kim DJ, I mean. We're rolling out first rounders here. What do you want? I mean, in in five years, the NFL is going to be all revs, and I love it. And and to tell you one thing that the Titans, I'm I'm like a kind of a bandwagon Titans fan because they're they're insignificant, and I live here. But that really that really pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> that pisses me off that I'm not going to hear Roger Goodell say with the first pick of this year's draft, the Tennessee Titans select left guard. Out of University of Mississippi, Laramie Tunzel. That's the only beef I have with that trade. I am buying, I have $170 
I have $200 put away right now for Laquan Treadwell jersey, no matter where he goes. I don't care. Agreed. I mean, that is the first purchase after he gets picked. Oh, man, imagine if he goes to the Patriots, which will never happen, but oh, my <laughs> God, dude. He's the best He's the best wide receiver in the league. I don't care what his 40 says. I don't care what anything says. The guy is the best wide receiver in the draft this year. Oh, my God, he ran a 4 or 5 40. Yeah. Did you catch the fucking Sugar Bowl? He torched Oklahoma State. He torched everyone. He torches everybody. Throw the ball up. You don't need to be. You don't need to run a four three forty to jump up over somebody and catch the ball in the end zone. Which really makes you wonder how come we just threw him eight yards uh, outs and ends the whole fucking time he was at Ole Miss. That's the system, baby. Swag Kelly. <laughs> Swag Kelly. Man. That's the system, baby. Hey man, I don't. Swag cre- Kelly airs it out to Cody Core and Quincy Adeboyjo, and that is it. I mean, I don't, I don't question the Rebs. Oh yeah, I do question there. I only question Hugh Freeze on one thing: fourth and one. Don't I've never. We don't. I don't. But even I don't even want to get texting him. Oh, don't even get get out of the shotgun. Get under center. <laughs> go, get under center. <laughs> goddamn it. Get out of the shotgun. Look, we're not going to make it here. And Johnny Manziel is going to take the ball down the field and shove it down our throats and score another touchdown to beat us again. Oh. I'm going to sit here and watch Johnny Football beat us twice in a row. I That's can't. Right. I remember I turned to you, third game of the year, student section, Manziel runs for another, like, 30-yard game. I'm like, who is this white guy? Who the fuck is this guy? And you're like, I think it's like Johnny Manzi, Manziel? Yeah, I think he's, you know, some, I don't know, some random guy. Oh, probably a flash in the pan. Flash forward five years later, all I'm hearing about is Johnny fucking football, and not in a good way. Still can't get enough of him. Can't get enough? Yeah, some, yeah, some, uh. Some Texas A&M fan, and I mean this person is a Texas A&M fan. This woman lives, eats, sleeps Texas A&M football, turns around. That's Johnny football. You're going to hear about him. And I'm pretty sure me and you gave this look like fucking okay, lady. Sure. Johnny football. That's going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> God. If only we knew. If only I knew. <laughs> if only I knew. If only I knew then what I did now, I might be rich. You know, it's kind of hard to tell which players are going to turn out to be stars when you see uh, guys like Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, uh, and Brandon Allen from Arkansas all put up basically the same game. So it's kind of a crapshoot. You don't know yep. who's going to be a star. They all look the same when they're putting up 450 yards on you, you know? Yep, yep. It's uh, Let's just say it's tough to be a Rebs fan sometimes, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Never. Never change it. Anyway. Never in the world. Covered cover the NBA playoffs, covered a little bit of football, covered some baseball. I don't know. Any other closing Speaking thoughts? baseball, we have our weekly topic, of course. Okay. And which is where are they now? Where are they now? Where could they be? Again, bringing out the most dirt sack players from the 90s and just giving you a little insight into what they're doing now because I know you haven't thought about them since they retired. <laughs> This week's subject, John Olrude. John Olrude. Oh, the metal play Olrude. John Olrude played for the Jays, the Mets, the Mariners, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. Uh, Had a nice little five-team stint there. How about this? How about this, Jubin? 295 career average. Really? 295. Johnny Olrude, he could pick it over there first. Everybody loved his glove. 255 home runs, 2,239 career hits. Had a nice little career there. Carved out a nice little career. But this isn't 
what were they doing before? It's where are they now? So now, John Olerud is living with his wife Kelly and their children, one son and two daughters. Clyde Hill and Washington are the kids' names. Interesting names. Uh, he actually had the John Olerud Two-Way Player of the Year Award named after him. Really? You ever heard of it? Me fucking neither. <laughs> <laughs> but if Wikipedia says it, it has got to be true. It's got to be true. So I think we can go ahead and establish that. Where are they now? I know that uh, last week, Mark Ruzalonic is coaching like a single-A dirt team. And John Olerud has an award named after him. I'm going to go ahead and put Olerud above Gruzelonic. Any thoughts? Right now, Olerud had, I, I had a surprisingly better career than I thought he had. I didn't know he put up those numbers. He was, uh, he was really good. He was good. to be reckoned with there in the, in the late 90s. He was really good on the Mets and the Mariners. Yeah, when he, he took some dome shot early in his career, I guess, playing first base over there and just rocked a helmet the rest of the, the, rest of the way. And that, that's what he was known for, the fucking uh, the, the helmet in the field. Yeah, that was, uh, boy, and I was looking at him and his family, and, uh, you know, I don't want to hate on a man's looks, but that family is tough. I mean, it is uh, it is up there with a cover of a Rolling Stones album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's, uh, that's the new Hash Sports trademarked Where Are They Now? And you stay tuned for next week's. We'll be sure to have another brain buster coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a Hash Sports Podcast. He's Mac. I'm Chu. Um, until next time, ladies and folks, we will uh, catch you on the other side, as I say. <laughs>